What's up, my lovely humans? It seems to be another Monday, am I right? <laughs> Happy freaking Monday. You know, this past week I've been able to reflect and kind of go over what my goals are for the rest of this year, and I know 2020 has been a rough year, to say the least. Not a rough year for me, but a rough year in general. <laughs> but I think that over this vacation that I took, I got to really see all the stress that I've been putting on myself, and I got to see how my body does in a less stressful situation. I mean, sit on the beach and do absolutely fucking nothing. And it was amazing. This episode's gonna be a little shorter this week, just because I decided to take a break and refresh and come back and now I'm doing this. So I'm literally recording this on Sunday because I'm stupid and didn't record it before I left and now I have to kind of make up for lost time. But that's okay because we're still gonna have fun because it's still Monday. Am I right? Yeah, I know I am. Anyway, let me stop rambling and let's get on to the episode. Holy crap, is this really happening right now? <laughs> oh my god. God, this is gonna be a mess. In three, two, one. Okay, so I have a bone to pick with the theater community. Can we please talk about Hamilton? Okay, so I know everyone's going literally fucking bonkers over Hamilton. And I have to say, I didn't hate it. Would I have rather have seen it live? Yes. But, alas, I don't have $700 and Broadway is shut down till January. Sad face. But, I will say, Hamilton was really great. And I think the casting was off the walls. But I did want to talk about some of the acting that they portrayed and how I kind of interpreted it. Because I think that it's important for us to kind of talk about our interpretations. And I've been seeing a lot of people talking about what they think this is and what they think this means and blah, 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 blah. And I just thought it was really interesting and I figured that I'd give my two cents. So let's start with David Diggs. When you look at him in the first act, and I know there are people out there who really think that he's two different people, which is so funny because obviously in the show he portrays Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, but there are some non-theater people who think that it's two separate actors, and I think that's incredible that he is able to fool them. I found it so intriguing that he used a lot of Lafayette energy in Thomas Jefferson. And my brain immediately went to the fact that maybe he's doing this on purpose. Like, maybe it's not just him or, like, the way he's portraying these characters. Maybe because they're both French, it has something to do with it? I don't know, because if you think about it, Lafayette is from France. He's fighting for France, and he's helping the Americans reach freedom so that France can get freedom. But then when you think about it, Thomas Jefferson in the second act comes back from France. And so I found it interesting that a lot of how Lafayette acted versus how Thomas Jefferson acted, they were very similar. And I just wonder if it's because both of them, well, one is from France. I'm going to assume Thomas Jefferson is from France, either France or 
Great Britain. Um, I honestly don't know. I would have to fact check myself and I haven't looked it up yet. So, (laughs) and another thing, another character that I wanted to talk about is Anthony Ramos. He plays John Lawrence and Philip Hamilton, which is the son of Alexander Hamilton and Eliza. So my, my first question is when at the beginning of the second act, is he supposed to be like a child? I think he is. Because he's very, like, childlike and he kind of acts like he's little. And so that was, like, my first question. But I also thought... So, if you've listened to the music, it doesn't have this in it. And so this is why it surprised me. Because I know the soundtrack, frontwards and backwards. When John Lawrence dies and Eliza brings Hamilton the letter, I thought that piece, just that silhouette of having those three characters on stage, was tear-jerking and part of me wonders if they had the same person playing both parts both John Lawrence and the son Philip Hamilton I wonder if that was on purpose I mean obviously it was probably on purpose but I wonder if it's on purpose because when Hamilton and John Lawrence first met they were very close and so they you know fought the war blah 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 And then he gets this letter that this kid is dead and obviously it like breaks him in half because that was his best friend or one of his best teammates, basically. And so I wonder if they had him play Philip Hamilton also because Philip Hamilton also dies in a duel. I don't know. This is just some things that like my my brain immediately goes to because I'm kind of like one of those conspiracy theory people. I do want to touch on the fact of the rising conspiracy of the gasp that Eliza does at the end. Because it was actually, I was listening to the radio at the beach. And the the radio host literally went on to talk about it. Because obviously it's so big with Disney Plus and blah blah blah. And apparently like Disney Plus hasn't released the listeners or how many people have streamed it yet. Which is crazy to me. Which I, I kind of want to know because it's probably a lot of people. She was talking about the gasp that Eliza does at the end and how there's kind of like a conspiracy for it. There's like a couple of different theories as to what it means. And one of them was that it's her last gasp of air before she dies. Which, that would be a pretty good guess considering it literally ends the show. It's literally, she looks, gasps, and then blackout. And then the second theory is that Lynn, as himself, takes Eliza's hand and shows her, basically the audience, and what he's done to tell the story of Alexander Hamilton. Part of me wants to say, yes, it's this one, because this one's very thought out, it's very to the point, and it's very likely. This type of thing, where there's a debate between what is and what isn't, I think that he should leave it for people to figure out for themselves. I mean, that's the whole point of this art form. I mean, a lot of times there are, like, clear-cut stories, but I don't know. Like, part of me, I just, I like the mystery. Like, I want to know what that actor was thinking when she did that. I do want to know, but then again, I don't want to know because that's part of the art. Like, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to figure it out myself, basically. And I just think that is part of live theater. Obviously, this is a film, yes. But that leads me into my next thing because a lot of people, since Hamilton has dropped, have been saying 
that theater should be more accessible. Yes, 100% yes, theater should be more accessible. People should be able to watch shows. However, and this is my opinion, this is totally my opinion, but I do think that value of live theater drops when we do this because that's why we have film, that's why we have TV, and that's why theater is a separate thing. Obviously, we can't have live theater right now because of COVID and the way the world's working, but I don't know. Part of me just thinks that if we continue to do this, live theater will deplete. I don't know. I just, I just don't know if I can live in a world without live theater. And that's not to say that we shouldn't release the original cast films, because we should. But part of me is like, maybe we should leave what's on Broadway alone and maybe kind of resurface the shows that haven't been on Broadway for a while. And I know there's one streaming service that does that. I think it's like Broadway HD, but they have shows. It's not every show. And I know like, I saw a couple people were tweeting at Alex Brightman talking about how they want to do a Beetlejuice one. And I do think that would be great. I mean, I would watch it all the time, I'm sure. I saw that show three times in person, and I really just don't think a camera can do it justice. But don't get me wrong. I really think the theater should be more accessible. I do think that people should go see shows. But not all of us are in the same financial situation. And that's okay. And that's why it is great that we get to have things like Hamilton coming out. And I mean, if you haven't checked it out, Broadway, I'm pretty sure it's called Broadway HD. They are also a streaming service of Broadway musicals. But that's just my little two cents on that sort of topic. I know that I'm super fortunate because I live in New York. I enter lotteries every day. Like, I'm very, very fortunate. My opinion is wrong in some people's eyes and not everyone will agree with me and I'm totally okay with that but I just think that if we really hone in on constantly wanting everything on Broadway to be on film then we're just taking away from the live theater but that's just my two cents (laughs) okay so I'm gonna move on to another film believe it or not I did watch some films while on vacation (laughs) I actually stayed up until 4.30 in the morning watching the Twilight series, and I'm not mad that I did it. I'm really not, because they were really good. Not that they were good in, like, these movies are amazing type thing, but it was just, like, a walk down memory lane through my childhood. We started with New Moon, because we couldn't find the original Twilight, like, the first movie. You know, New Moon, in my opinion, I read all the books before I saw the movies, and in my opinion, New Moon is the worst. Like, if I had to rate the movies, like, a one through five, it would definitely, New Moon would definitely be number five. And I think it's just because I personally don't think that it adds anything to the story. The only thing that it does is tell us that Jacob is a werewolf. At this point, I'm like, okay, we knew this already. Like, he he has, like, the little tattoo and whatnot. But that's literally all New Moon does. The rest of it is... Edward thinks Bella's dead, Bella thinks Edward's gonna die, and so she has to go to Italy to go save him. It's just like an Edward-Bella cry fest, and then, oh, Jacob's a wolf. Okay, that's cool. So then after watching New Moon, we watched Eclipse. And Eclipse used to be my favorite movie, but I think I've transitioned. I think Breaking Dawn Part 1 might be my favorite movie out of the series, just because I think it hones in on that storyline so well. And they did such a good job with it, with the cinematography and the book. Oh my gosh, I just, I thought it followed it super well. But anyway, Eclipse, I mean, it it moved the storyline, but I don't know, the story, 
to me, the story really didn't even... It was like, the first three movies are literally Edward and Bella dating, breaking up, and then dating again. And then getting engaged. And then Jacob getting mad. That's literally all it is. And then you get to the fourth one where shit really starts to hit the fan. I don't know. (laughs) I just thought it was really funny to walk down memory lane when I was watching Twilight. And so I thought I would sort of rant how I felt about New Moon to you. Finally, I just wanted to touch on why I think it's so healthy to take vacations. And this might be pulling back from my self-care episode. I wanted to basically kind of go off of this post that I've been working on for the past week. Because, I mean, while I was on vacation, I was still sort of working so that I could have this ready and so that I would know what I was talking about. (laughs) I have a couple of different reasons why I think it's a good thing to take a vacation because if you're like me and you're a workaholic, you know that we we don't take vacations at all. We work, we take a day or two, and then we're back to work fine, whatever. But taking a full-blown vacation is actually healthy for you. Did you know that vacations are actually good for your psychological help? Yeah, I know. See, now you have to go take a vacation. (laughs) There have actually been numerous studies that point out improvement in positive thinking, lower stress levels, and more motivation to achieve your goals. Just by taking seven days to yourself, you can do all of that. Vacations also give us, like, a new perspective. Like, no matter where you go, I feel like it's so interesting. You can either go to a friend's house, a family member's house, or you can go to a new country, a new spot, just anything, and you can find a new perspective in time away from that reality that you were living. A mindset type of thing, yes, but I feel like If you're traveling and you're searching for something like a vacation, you're searching for something positive to put back into your life so that you can rejuvenate and kind of shine that positivity back out. And I think that if you're going into a vacation with that sort of mindset, then you will pull something positive and gain new perspective out of that vacation. I mean, I love learning about new culture and I love going to new places, especially in the city because New York City is culture central but also I mean I've been abroad and I love it with I can't wait to go back it's one of those things where you could go try something new just something new like maybe a new food and you might have a new appreciation for the culture that it came from and I think that's something very important whenever you're taking vacations just try new things be happy do what do something that makes you excited And then to add on to that excitement, vacations give us incentive to do work. I mean, obviously we take a vacation to get away from work. I know I did. I was fucking tired. I hated going to work. I mean, I sometimes still do, but money. So, (laughs) but they give you an incentive to go back. I mean, once you have a break, nine times out of 10, taking a step back from your job or career or something that you love, you are ready to go do something productive because you haven't done something productive for a week. And that's just how your brain is wired. And I know from personal experience, like I got home earlier today and I am so, 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 so excited to get back into it, get back to work, start editing again, start blogging, like just doing everything that I can to make me happy. And my last thing about taking vacations is the fact that you can literally go wherever you want. I mean, obviously it's easy to say that you can just, you know, hop in a car and go on vacation. A vacation is whatever you want it to be. That's what I always say. It's literally 
however you envision it. And so, like, for me, it was easy for me to just, you know, call up somebody in my family and say, hey, like, can I sleep on your couch? I'll, I'll pay you. You know, nine times out of ten, if it's a family member, they might not make you pay. Not everyone is in the same financial situation, but, you know, taking a vacation doesn't have to be expensive. You could literally go on vacation somewhere where you don't have to spend money, where you literally just do nothing. Sleep in your car. I don't know. I've done it. It'll be fine. Don't actually do that. It could be dangerous, but I know Airbnb is a big one. I mean, it's cheaper than hotels. I would never recommend going to a hotel. Always, I always stay in Airbnbs when I'm going somewhere that I don't have family members. But that's another thing that I wanted to say is go visit family. Family is so important. And even if you are distant cousins or maybe you don't get to see them that much, go visit. Go say hi. I mean, even if you aren't staying with them and you're staying somewhere else, go see them make those connections. But I don't know. I mean, I love seeing family on vacation because you get to talk and catch up. And I loved vacationing. I thought it was so fun. And I hope that maybe this will inspire you to take one. I don't know. I just think they're really important. And I'm super grateful to my cousin for letting me sleep in her spare bedroom. So all right, lovely humans. I think that's it for this week. I know it was super short and I'm super sorry, but I'll be back next Monday, ready, fully amped, ready to go. We'll be back at it and it'll be another flippin' fantastic Monday. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. It's Frankie with an I-E, A, like the letter A, Mars. It's like Mars the planet, but with two R's. All right, I hope everyone has a lovely week. Send me questions on Hamilton because I kind of want to like dig deeper into some of the acting because I'm a nerd. But also just have a great week. Take some time to yourself. Read a book. Listen to some music. Just have fun. It's going to be a great week. All right. Until next time. Peace out, Girl Scouts.